0: I mean, we need to laugh now more than ever. Right, right. You know, and and like a a friend of mine said, you know, this self-quarantine doesn't have to mean self-isolation. Right, yeah. And that's something, you know, you got to kind of just look at it as like you're establishing a new normal. You think like that. I
1: think like that. Most of the population doesn't think like that. Mm -hmm. Adaptability, and, and, and I'm trying not to use the word pivot because it's being overused now in this situation, but the ability to adapt to a changing landscape is very, very
0: difficult for a lot of people. Period. Yeah.
1: Us, we, we, we can do it on a, on a dime.
0: Uh, well, it's it's also, you know, for us, in addition to the improviser mindset, it's also your life and how long you've been freelancing. Yeah. And, the you know, this whole terminology now of like the gig economy it's like i've been doing the gig economy for almost 30 years Mm. and so in this situation it's like that's kind of prepared me you know you're we're in a state of fear because it's also it's not just fear of this unseen enemy it's fear also of the unknown and you you know if you sit down and you list out all the concerns they're very valid and real it's like what am I going to do for work? What if you're someone who's a you know you work at a fast food restaurant mm-hmm. or you work at a coffee shop or you're a driver of some sort and you can't go out? It's not like you know there are some people who can't transfer their their work online. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you keep that mindset and to look at this as like you know to accept? I think it's you accept the fact that yep everything is very scary right now. It's very uncertain. Mm-hmm whatever happens, there are going to be some pretty cool opportunities that come of it. Now, you might not know what it is right now. And that's the thing. If people knew right now, I think they'd feel a lot better. But because you don't know, you're dealing in these uncharted waters. I mean, literally, in in at least our lifetimes and recent human history, this is uncharted. I mean, this is something that went from ah, you know what, it's this thing that doesn't affect me to now I'm quarantined, and now how do you deal with that? How do you keep up your sanity? How do you keep up your spirits? How do you keep up um, staying outside of that that could be easily be falling down that, that spiral into that abyss of like, oh man, I don't know how I'm gonna pay rent, I don't know how I'm gonna survive. I mean, those are very real concerns.
1: I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, March 18th, 2020, to be released on March 30th. And I'm aware that the coronavirus landscape will have changed and we may be dealing with the peak of this pandemic in the U.S. at this point in time. we were all dealing with the stress of this unknown and thinking about how I can provide an alternative method of dealing with this stress. Improv has always helped me, my family, and my friends and our daily dealing with the COVID-19 stress, as well as dealing with everyday stress with or without the coronavirus. So my guest today is Jay Succo, who's also my improv coach, and Jay's going to share some tips on how to deal with our current situation. Jay will gladly talk endlessly about how much better the world would be if everyone just took one improv class. Jay began teaching for Second City in 2010 and teaches in both the improv and conservatory programs. He's also a facilitator of Second City Works, teaching improv to business professionals in order to drive behavior change. Previously, he was on faculty at The Second City Chicago, I.O. Chicago, and Comedy Sports Chicago. He's performed professionally for over 25 years and got his start on stages of The Second City Northwest, where he spent two years performing both original and archived material. He's also been seen on several improv and sketch comedy teams, too numerous to mention. He has taught and performed improv and sketch comedy throughout the world, including Big IF4, Copenhagen International Improv Festival, Edinburgh Festival Fringe, and the Del Close Marathon. He's been on several podcasts, including Tales of the Teacher's Lounge, Improv Yak, Improv Nerd, and ADD Comedy, and was featured in the improv documentary, Weather the Weather. Jay's a great guy. He's got great information, and I hope this episode will provide you some new ways or new ways to think about how we deal with our current stress levels in dealing with this coronavirus pandemic this podcast is part of the c-suite radio network turning the volume up on business now let's get to the interview with jay Succo. hey welcome everybody my guest today is and he's a repeat offender on this show mr jay coming on Keep coming on. I love when you come on. Jay Suko. And Jay is a professional <clears throat> improviser, as you've heard already in his bio that I've uh, included at the introduction of this podcast. And, and actually, we're going to get right to the conversation, except first, Jay. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm sitting on the beach in Malibu, uh, and, and Jay's hunkered down somewhere in L.A. My backdrop is the actual beach in Malibu, so I'm trying to you know have that kind of mindset that kind of emotion coming out just to, versus looking at the back of my wall just have some calmness out there for you jay welcome thank you very much uh I'm looking forward to this conversation buddy
0: oh peter thank you and look at that oh it just you're right right uh, up the street look at the background the blue skies the the birds the water oh wonderful and there's no the,
1: there's nobody on the beach as well
0: no, I mean,
1: that's pretty accurate. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is pretty accurate. <laughs> Everyone's inside. <laughs> thanks for having me.
1: Oh, thanks, uh, thanks for taking time. I, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on and uh, trying to figure out our new normal as, a, as it exists. But mm. as an improviser for 30 years, and I've learned so much from you and in, in our interactions over this past year, um, what, how, how can we help my audience in dealing with this new normal, and, and it's not even new. I, I mean, it's new, but it hasn't it hasn't stagged, it hasn't become that normal because it's rapidly changing.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that that's the key phrase right now is like new normal, and and you know, as improvisers, we have a mindset that it, like don't hold on to anything dearly because everything changes. Right, and you you have to let go of that which doesn't serve you anymore, and then move forward with new information. And we are constantly being updated with new information right now. And so, I think one of the things um, that helps me in these situations is you know reminding yourself to stay present, stay present, stay present. What's happening right now? What is an immediate threat to me right now? You know, I look at something like rent. It's like, well is do I have to pay rent right now? Right now, I don't. Now, that's not ignoring the fact that it's going to happen, but if you can stay, if you could stay present and you just, you're trying to train yourself to take things moment to moment. So moment to moment, realizing everything's going to change. And another way to do that is to, um, you know, focus on breathing. Sometimes it's like, just take a moment, you know, turn off your computer or your phone, And just breathe in for a four count and then breathe out for a four count. And you'll be amazed at what that does. It also keeps you you know, in the moment, which is one of the biggest things right now is because there's so much uncertainty. There's so much, if you thought your life was uncertain before,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: now it's like, oh man, now it's not just uncertainty of things you can do, but it's uncertainty of things that are happening all around you. So I think take a breath. Another thing that can help with this is, you know, find those people who bring you joy. I had a friend, and and he said, you know, this whole self quarantine doesn't mean to isolate yourself. You know, it's not a self isolation. So take a moment. And I got a call from my friend Dave last week, just saying, hey, how you doing? And it was such a wonderful um, gesture of him to reach out and just go, hey, I'm just checking in. Especially when you're in the same uh, similar boat. If you're right. both freelancers or if you're both accountants or if you both work in an office or you have the more shared experiences, then the more you could just let out what your fears and concerns are.
1: And I'll be transparent with you, Jay. I, I'm, I'm really good about being present and being in the moment and, and trying to focus on the things that I can't control. But I slipped yesterday. Uh, I, 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 got out of, I got out of being present and I went down this, I went down this path. It's Fun, right? Isn't no, fun? not <laughs> one bit. I, I love, I love following the fear. Yeah, but, but this was, this was getting outside of it and just getting all of a sudden caught up in this rush of, and and, and it, it wasn't a good thing. And, and the only way I could get myself out of it, and you just, you just shared. I said, "Take a breath, dummy. Yeah, just breathe," because I wasn't breathing.
0: And you, and it's so hard to get out of it. You know, yeah. you have to, it's, it's, you know, what we're trying to do as improvisers is, is we're always trying to get out of our heads. Right. And once you get up in there and you climb up into your head, <laughs> it's hard to get out and you're very smart. So you will, your brain wants to always be right. So your brain wants to say things like, well, you know, like your brain doesn't want to say, Hey man, everything's going to be fine. You've survived. You're a survivor. Things are going to look different, but you're going to be okay. Like, you, you start now looking around to it. There are examples of, I think, in general, humanity wants to take care of itself mm-hmm. and wants to protect the herd. Right. And so there are examples happening all over. There was a guy on Twitter who said, hey, you know, F the coronavirus. If you have a bill you aren't able to pay, post it here, give me your Venmo. And then that started the chain of he started paying people's bills and then people would follow him and then people would say like, oh, I got that bill for you. So people started helping each other out. There's a lot of resources as well that you can reach out to in your in your city or county or state uh, where you can find ways to help. You know, so I think I think things are slowly starting to change. I think there's becoming there are certain uh landlords as well that are saying hey can you if you can only pay me half or or maybe not this month like but what you have to realize with that as well is like well those people have mortgages that they have to pay so i think there are these examples where we're starting to slowly take care of ourselves but it's going to take a while this was something that you know people didn't take seriously a while and now all of a sudden it's like oh man now it's now it's here so that's adding to the to the nervousness but if yeah like you said if you could take a moment and take a breath sometimes it's I, i remember i had a therapist who said imagine you have two big visualize two big suitcases heavy heavy suitcases at the end of the night visualize your just say to yourself i'm done and visualize putting them down Hmm. And then that represents all the burdens you're carrying in the day. Just go. Yeah, I'm, d- I'm done. I've done enough today. And it's something that really has helped me. Where I go. All right. I'm spiraling. I'm thinking about all all of what's happening right now. I'm only focused on the bad because I, you know, it's it's my brain's way of sur- focusing on surviving. Right. And but if I can say, Hey, wait a minute. Let me put these down right now. These heavy thoughts. I'm going to put these down. Uh, and and another thing is, you know. How much screen time are you having? Because the more I go on social media, especially Twitter, or uh, the more that I see all this stress and anxiety pop up. All right. So, like another thing is, can you limit your amount of time you're on social media? Yeah. Because that just is it accelerates the anxiety.
1: And for old folks like myself, those older baby boomers like myself who still stuck to stuck to like TV in the morning, watching the news and and stuff, is I I did that, that this morning. I said I I'm going to watch the first ten minutes of the Today Show, and that's it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to that's watch. Great. I tell- that's great. That's great. I think like first, you know, if you want to do the first, you know, set of time, like the first few minutes in the day or at the end, you can go online at the end of the night yeah, and you can get a recap of everything that's happened in a right. very short amount of time. Right. So there are things you have in your control of things you can do to kind of limit your exposure to that anxiety.
1: Well, the one, the one quote that you share, I'm giving you credit for it, and and I I, because I think came, I think it came from you in one of our conversations. Improvise the scene you're in, not the one you want it to be.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, any of the quotes I say, as you know, are not mine. I don't have a single original thought. I heard that from someone. (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of these, like I'm sharing from other people I know and it's, it's true. It's that's the one that's a great philosophy of like, it's not, it's not the time we want right now, but it's the time we're in. And it's all to do with, you know, and I've been thinking a lot about acceptance and for a lot of people, acceptance might equal weakness. And it's like, no, acceptance is a very brave and strong thing to do. It's like, I'm accepting the situation I'm in. Once I've accepted it, then I can make decisions based on it. But when I'm not accepting the reality, I'm just struggling. Right. When I, when I don't want to accept what's happening, it's like, well, that's that gets me in trouble. But if I can accept it, now I can respond to it. And I think we're in this constant state of just being in response to it.
1: Yeah. And, and I will admit that, that every since this started... Uh, improvise the scene that you're in, not the one that you want it to be is what I say at the very beginning of my day and to your point when I put the suitcases down at the end yeah. of the day and just to, re- to in order to okay so apparently I had a problem yesterday because um, I, I, it helped keep me present and focused on how am I dealing with this and, and not getting stuck like you said up in, up in your head and and, and, and
0: and with that be compassionate towards ourselves hmm. like this is all a huge, very steep learning curve. And so, if something happens during the day and you get frustrated with yourself, whether it's like I wasn't present or I didn't handle things a certain way, or I wish I could have, you know, the old phrase like you're shooting all over yourself, like I should have done this, I should have done that. You know,
1: <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that.
0: You yes. Yeah, you're shooting, shooting. You're shooting all over yourself, man. <laughs> Or my friend says, you're practicing the art of masturbation. Like, I must do this. I must do that. It's like, if you can let go of those and you say, okay, I shouldn't have done anything. I did what I did. Sometimes it's, if the opportunity presents itself next time, I'll change my response. But what I did, I have to accept that that's what I did. And now it's time to continue to move forward and build this momentum. And sometimes, you know, I, I had a therapist once who said, Jay if you're depressed, be the best depressed you can be. And I was like, man, forget you. <laughs> but what? And I was like, I don't want that. And and I went, oh, right, that's the problem. I don't want to sit in this emotion. I don't want to feel this. I want to be happy all the time. I feel like I'm entitled. And it's like, no, that's not the way it is. If you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling depressed, like you, it will all change. But you just sit in it and you go eventually this, I'll I'll ride this out. Mm-hmm. You know, the a friend of mine once told me, like, just tie a knot and hold on. And <laughs> and sometimes that involves other people, you know, and it's very hard for people to reach out. It's very hard for us to reach out sometimes and to say, like, hey, I need help, or like, I'm not feeling well, or but you're just like in an improv scene, you're just calling out what the truth is. And those scenes are always more fascinating when someone says, like, hey, you look sad rather than we're we're trying to hide what's going on it's like what's what's the truth that's happening right now versus you know in improv scenes we talk about truth and fact where it's like the fact is we're at this starbucks but that's not the truth you know the fact is we're in the situation where there's now becoming a lot more like a self-quarantine and we don't know what's happening like that's the fact but what's the truth like what are you what are you feeling like when you can start naming those feelings you start getting out of your head even more. You know, get out of your head into your heart. Like, how how are you feeling right now? And another thing that helps, my friend, and this to me goes a lot with improv is playing from a sense of gratitude. Yeah. When I improvise with people and I walk into a scene, like I'm very grateful to have this moment with you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you have, if you change that mindset, and it's very difficult, but if you change it to like this is a sense of, of gratitude, I don't know why this is a good thing right now but I'm grateful for this situation. And then, you, you know, you look at it and you go, hmm, maybe now it's the time I get, I'm finally forced to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how many people are, are going to try to really <laughs> learn guitar now. I was thinking about that a lot. How many people have <laughs> guitars and they're like, they've been trying, they've wanted to learn it, wanted to learn it. And now finally, they might find themselves with some free time. You know, and another thing that helps with this is establishing the new routine you know treating treating the day like it's still a work day like for right. me it's still a work day most of my time when i'm like let's say i'm looking for work or i'm reaching out to people i'm kind of doing this schedule anyway so mm. establish what your new routine is even if you just write it down like writing things down it's amazing because a lot of times those things happen once right. you write them down but you put them in the light and you're like okay now i can look back to what's my routine And, you know, maybe and everything changes. Everything is going day to day. So the improviser is able to be more flexible because that's what our instinct is. Or we've been trained to do is like, okay, everything's what's happening today. Not going to be the same tomorrow. I'm undergoing some training with one of the theaters I work with. And they're always saying this is for today. Yeah. And everything's gonna change. And you know, now we're trying to we're trying to teach improv online. And I'm finding it fascinating because for years I always thought I'd love to be able to improvise with someone who's not in my city, Mm. a friend of mine who moved away. How and it's like, how can we make that happen? And now we're forced to make it happen. So for us, it's in a way it's scary, but another way, oh, this is really exciting. Because also as a teacher, how fun is you don't have to leave your house. And you can still affect people and you can still teach people. And now you're just, you know, it's forcing you to be more creative and innovative. I mean, this is forced innovation right Right. now in, in my area of business. The same for you, same for any, like anybody. This is like forced innovation. And you look at it and you go, okay, I need to do this. This is what I've been doing. Is there a way I can adapt or change this to fit what this new world is? And right now the new world is going into these virtual meetings. Now, mm-hmm. I think once things settle a little bit, mm-hmm. we'll get back to having these in-person meetings. But I think this is a valuable tool set, tool set that we can have to say, okay, now here's another offering I have, which I didn't have before.
1: And, and to a sense of gratitude, and an improviser is very good at doing that, Um to the fact of, okay, I'm, I'm pretty proficient with Zoom and virtual meetings and I've taught online courses and I've built- Look it. at your background. I know, seriously. You're a green screen monster, man. Exactly. It's great. So I, I contacted uh, an association and said, hey, how can I help you and your members? This is my expertise. How, and, and your members are being forced into a virtual environment that they're not accustomed to utilize me I'm not charging I'm not asking for any money I'm here to help you and your members and and it was very it was very quick to move to that mindset it it was almost something I was brainstorming with a few of my uh, uh, my speaker friends and somebody made that comment perfect I love it let's do it it has a right
0: because they're improvisers whether they're performers or not they have the mindset and it's changing that mindset to saying yeah let's do it and not just let's do it but like how could it work
1: Yeah. And another thing you said about playing the guitar, uh, thank you for placing that in my head. Uh, but actually, three weeks ago, when I realized my business was beginning to, things were canceling, uh, my mother and family have always wanted me to learn Greek. Because I, I only know the dirty words. Those are the best words. Those are the best words. My grandmother taught them to me. So <laughs> I, I went out and got a lifetime subscription to Rosetta Stone at a one-time cost. And I'm not going to let the secret out. I've been teaching myself Greek you know, on and off over the last three weeks. Who, See, who knows what's going to happen in like another three months?
0: I think that's a great example where you're looking at this is like, these are acknowledge the fear, acknowledge yep. the anxiety, and be like, yep, absolutely, I'm very anxious. Yep. You know, so For some people, it's writing this down. Some people, it's just thinking it. Some people, okay. it's saying it out loud. Once you've acknowledged it and you say, yep, there's a lot of uncertainty, I'm very scared. Now you move into what can you do? What action can you do? And you're, you're a perfect example of like, I'm going to learn. Greek. I'm going to do this. I'm going to purchase this and and I'm going to be of service. Like I I have a scoop that I'm going to share with you. Okay. um, Is that, and I'm going to reach out to some people I have, as far as like people that I coach or clients or things like that. And it's until this whole thing settles, I'm going to start offering free sessions to be like, hey, we're all in this together. If it's a situation where you can't pay, that's fine. Like I'm and I'm gonna start reaching out to the improv community and say, I wanna have these one-on-one sessions with people and say, What do you really need to work on? Let's do that, right? And, like, let's spend this time doing it. It's gonna help me. I mean, it's it's in a way, it's a selfish reason because it's gonna help me become more comfortable with online teaching. Right. But in another way, it's like. I want to be able to be of service. And that's something I learned in improv is you're of service to the show. You're of service to your scene partner. How can I be of service right now? And what you said when you reach out to the association is a perfect example. It's like, let's be of service to each other right now. There are things we can and can't do. Like right now, a lot of my friends and and myself and you as well, a lot of people are seeing their incomes dry up. Mm -hmm. So you go, okay, that's the reality of the situation. If I self-isolate, it's going to be a lot worse. I'm going to feel a lot worse and it's going to be on top of everything that's happening now. It's going to be harder for me to get out of that crevice. It's going to be harder once I'm in it, once I'm in my head and once I go, Oh man, this is it. It's the, I'm not going to survive. It's so hard for me to get out of that. But if I can maintain this momentum and still do things and say, Hey, you know, I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Now, uh, I think you're still accepting what's happening, mm. but I think it's changing that mindset, you know, which is like one of your big focuses like how do you change that mindset? Right. And it's a muscle. You know you're also dealing with x amount of years of thinking a certain way. whether that's x amount of years of like, I come into this office every day. this is my job mm. and and I'm rewarded for it. Like that's your mindset then. It's all changing now. So you can hold on to it. Or you can let go of what that is because it doesn't serve you now and move on to something new right
1: uh, it's just it, it's being adaptable to a very changing landscape it, it, I will say this I'll offer this up. I'm intrigued by taking improv online mm-hmm. to bring it as a, a as a function of an online so if you need to collaborate with me about online environments and do I'd <laughs> love that I'd love to help you guys with that because I that's fascinating to me.
0: Um, I have a, I also have a friend too, who's like, she does online, like online universities. Yeah. So I had I mentioned something. She goes, yeah, I'm interested too. So it's like, okay, you know how it works that way. Mm-hmm. Now reaching out to you, Peter, to be like, okay, how does it work with like the interaction, like having that discussion? And I think it's, it's forcing people to move in that direction and to go like this, You know, and I think the issue for years for us improvisers is you have to change how you look at it. You can't look at it like, how do we adapt these games that work well live Mm -hmm. into this format? You have to look at it. No, how do we adapt this, use this format? This is the format. What can we do knowing that here are the formats and here are the limitations, but here are the things that we couldn't do in person that we can do now based on technology. It's a very exciting time.
1: It's funny you, you should say that because a, a friend of mine who's a CPA and an improviser, Kristen Rampey, when I met her about three years ago, we were talking, you know, we, we should get you know, an, a, an improv troupe together of, of accountants. There'll be like two of us or, or five of us. There's not that many. Uh, and we know people around the country. But we didn't know. And we're not in the same city. And we kept we should do this online. And we kept trying to think through how would we how would this work?
0: you know what you do
1: and we weren't forced into it
0: but now that you're not forced into it it. yeah and you know what you do is you just it's nike just do it you do it and you go my buddy will hines uh has written a couple of great improv books so if you're looking to nerd out improv wise one is like uh how to be the greatest improviser i think it's how to be the greatest improviser on earth Okay. It's a, and he's just, he's a very funny guy. And then one is like, I think it's called Pirate Robot Ninja, which differentiates you into different types of improvisers. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the midst of, I'm trying to write this, this a book on improv and he goes, you just got to accept the fact, the fact that the first draft is going to suck. It's yep. going to suck. He goes, you just got to get out there. And the same with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you do it? I don't know. You get together and you try it. Like yeah. Google Hangouts, we've done a couple shows there and it's starting to happen. My friend Amy Gerlich does e-improv and she's been doing it for a while. And it was kind of, she put it on hold for a little bit and now she's starting to back up again, which is like, how do we do improv online? And I think it's the same thing of our get together in a Google Hangout, yeah. try it. If you think about years ago, like when Viola Spolin was, when she was creating a lot of these improv games. Yeah. She created the games out of a sense of there was a problem. How do I solve it? Right. So it was like, there's a language barrier. Instead of saying, you know, I have students from all, who don't speak English at all. They all speak different languages. How do I still get to them and affect them? She didn't go, I can't be done. She didn't sit there and go, well, here are the problems. Mm-hmm. She went, huh, what if we have them create a language that they all share called gibberish and that's how gibberish came out so a lot of the game she did wasn't for performing it was for helping solve problems so when you look at at what you're doing Mm. it's like okay cool we're not in the same space but we have the internet we have this online capability we have the, the the connections there right so now let's just get up and play let, you know, it goes back to, it, it reminds me of my old days when I first started improvising, when nobody knew what improv was, you know, when a handful of people on earth had ever heard of like a form called the Harold, which is pretty prevalent now throughout the world for improvisers. But a lot of people back in that day, had no, you, you were like, well, it's like Saturday Night Live, but you, we make it up. So they, had, like people didn't have a reference to it. So it was the excitement of just getting together and sitting in a, in a, classroom somewhere and saying, Oh, Peter, when you walked in, uh, Pam left. So what if we do every time someone walks in, someone leaves (laughs) and what, and you just kind of, you got very excited about creating this because there was no blueprint at that point. And I think the same thing for online, it's like, I don't know, let's give it a try. Get, Get six accountants who are improvisers together in a Google hangout. Don't even necessarily do it for an audience. But like the more you do something, right. the better you get. It's just the iterations improve. So do it. Sit And that's how we would work on forms as well. It's like, oh, here's an idea for a form. We go through it and you go, what? What? Are, don't talk about the things that didn't work. We all know that. Right. What are the moments that worked? And let's build on the moments that worked. And I think that's the thing as you continue to move forward is like, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to be stressed out. But each day, keep focusing on what worked, what worked for me yesterday. And then celebrate, you know, there was a, I forget who it was, but I heard there was a family who would have family dinners once a week. And the whole, like, once a week, they would celebrate their failures. Somebody would say, I did this, and everyone would clap and go, hooray. And I think the same thing is like you could celebrate the failures, but build upon what's been working. I mean, that's what is really a good improv scene and a good life scene is like what worked for you? What you know, what got you to this point? Mm-hmm. Build like on that. what's working.
1: I, I I like those ideas. I mean, I've got like fourteen ideas just from this conversation on on on, on how and and how to help others and how to stay engaged and stay creative in this time of uncertainty. Even much more so than I began this conversation with. And it's you're the guru. I keep telling you, you're the improv guru. Yeah.
0: these are i'm just i'm the conduit of other voices (laughs) i just have an ability to remember things and i'm passing it along you know and this is the information too of like like you were talking about take this as an opportunity to pass along the information you know that's how you keep it is you got to give it away so is there something you're good at um you know go online do a facebook live thing And, you know, do a, a send out an email, reach out to people. What is it that you are good at? What is it that you can offer? And people, you know, a lot of times don't, they'll be like, oh, I don't have anything to offer. It's like, no, that's not true. There are things that we all do that people uh, don't have experience in. Like your, your knowledge of accounting. (laughs) Easy there. Easy now. (laughs) Well, no, but, but I have zero knowledge. Right, right. And I remember my friend, uh, my friend Tony Llewellyn. Once I was at a theater, and they gave us a brand new curriculum, like completely changed everything. And I was like studying this thing, and I'm like, I, I talked to Tony, and Tony is one of the most in the moment people I've ever seen. Yeah. And I go, Tony, man, how do you feel about this new curriculum? And he just looks at me. He goes, I just got to be one week ahead of the students. <laughs> true (laughs) it's like same thing like so your knowledge of accounting is so much more ahead of somebody like me so that's an opportunity to say like okay i have this if anybody wants to share you know i have this information and you'll be amazed people are at this at this point now too they're dying for information they're dying for information um, to improve themselves you want to learn you want to learn greek so you're like this is an opportunity i'm going to take to get that subscription yeah, and so there are these opportunities, and we we have to. If you're looking for opportunities, it's going to help change your mindset too. But if you're looking, if you find people to commiserate with it about how bad things are, absolutely. Yeah. But it's not gonna it's not gonna improve anything. Thank you. It's not gonna improve anything. All you're gonna be doing is you are just gonna be focusing on that negative with someone else who's co-signing your BS, as I was told yeah. once. It's like, oh yeah, they're co-signing your BS. <laughs> See and again, none of these are my thoughts. I'm just pass, I'm like a storyteller. I'm just passing along what people have said.
1: Well, yeah, and I, I I like to pass on the same thing. I like to be a conduit as well. And by the mm-hmm. way, for those of you who aren't watching this, uh, he was just handed a, a coffee cup. I'm not sure that's what's in the tea. coffee cup. I'm not sure it's what's in tea. the cup. It's tea. It's, it's t- okay. it is tea. It, it looks like Irish yeah. whiskey. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> no, that was yesterday. No, that's yesterday. <laughs> um, I mean, great information. And and. and it's just, I think improvisers tend to stay positive more than more than most, and and calm. You yeah. Know, because you know we 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 focus on the things that we control, have control, and we don't focus as much on the things we don't have control.
0: It's just wasted energy. Yeah. The same with like, at a certain point, two things happen for an improviser as you continue. One is you realize oh that scene we just did i don't have to think about it anymore because we're not going to do it again so i don't have to focus on it focusing on what i could have done better in that improv scene is useless Um, the other is as you continue when you first start improvising you're so afraid and you're so convinced the scene's going to be bad the show's going to be bad as you continue you just assume it's going to be good you just assume it's going to work out and you go, man, if it doesn't, if this show isn't good, of all the shows I've done, that was one of them. <laughs> of all the shows I've done, that was the most recent. Yeah. And you move on. And it's, it's something that you are constantly practicing. I'm better at it only because I practice it more mm-hmm. than maybe other people do. But there are people who have never taken an improv class who have this mindset already. And you're like, you're a, a, a born improviser and they might never be on stage, but you know, those people in your life, those people that they always seem to like take things in stride or when, you know, everything hits the fan, they take a breath and they go, okay, here's how we do with it. Or they, they make you feel heard. Another thing Mm, is people, it's very important right now for people to feel heard. So sometimes it's just calling somebody and saying, how are you doing? Which might be a follow the fear thing. Like think about those people that you've you're like, I've got to reach out to them. And each week it gets harder and harder because you have it. This is the perfect excuse to do it. Right. This is like, it's, it's a hard reset of society, man. This is a hard reset. And you go, I can use this whole coronavirus as an excuse to reach out to somebody and go, Hey, you know what? I haven't talked to you in a while. I feel bad. I wanted to check in how you doing? Because now you've got also, you've got something to talk about. Yeah. And if you're afraid of what am I going to say to somebody, which we all have that fear of, right? Yeah. Yeah, Here's yeah. a simple trick. You just say to them, how are you doing? <laughs> if you just focus on them, everybody's going to talk about themselves. You know, it's like when you walk in a room, you're always scared of what like, people are looking at you or talking about you. <laughs> I got news, man, they ain't. We're all thinking about ourselves. <laughs> Rarely is it like, oh, everyone's... Fo-. No, they're not. They're, we're all thinking about ourselves. So you can use this opportunity right now to say... I've been meaning to send an email to somebody. I've been meaning to reach out to somebody or, Hey, I just haven't checked in with that person. How are they doing? And you'll be amazed at the impact it has on that. Absolutely. That, that, that's, that's good advice. And I have
1: been using that. I, I've, I've yeah. heard it at, 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 at a podcast that's going to air after yours. That I had a friend who, who his doctor believed he did contract the coronavirus, but it was yeah. during the testing period that, uh, he he couldn't get tested because he didn't meet some of the criteria that he wasn't out of the country or he didn't know if he came in contact. Right, but he, he self quarantined, and every day I'd send him a text: "How you feeling? How's it going?" And you know, I'm feeling bad. It's terrible. I said, I, I you know, I'll keep checking in. And hey, by the way, I watched uh, Knives Out last night on Netflix. Love the movie. Might want to watch it. And oh, I watched you know. Uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I was giving them, you know, these movies and stuff that I was watching and just, oh, man, I really like that movie. So, yeah, trying to help lift his spirits. And last check, he's doing better.
0: That's huge. You, I mean, I, I don't think you'll, you're going to understand the impact until later, what you had on him. Just a text saying, how you doing? Yeah. It's huge. And then giving those suggestions. I mean, that's that's something... That's a great example of what we can do to people in our circle and how we can affect them in our circle. And you look at it like it's not that I'm not going out because I'm afraid of getting it. I'm not going out because I'm afraid I'm a carrier. I think that's how we have to shift it too to be like I right. don't want to hurt people. Right? Like it's not that I'm afraid I'm going to get it. It's like I, you have to assume you already have it. Like that's part mm-hmm. of the change in the mindset. it. you just got to assume you've had it or you. Because then you're you're really making your choices based on other people, not yourself. Right. You know, and I've got I've got so many wonderful, talented friends. Like my buddy Bill Cott does this live jive thing on Facebook, and he's utilizing that time to say, like, I'm going to do some characters, or I'm going to share some comedy. If you want to tune in, great, tune in and watch that. And it's a, you'll be amazed at the amount of people that it affects. You know, you you don't like. I, I went on. I have a follow the fear Friday where I post something on social media and it's like, hey, follow, what are you going to do to follow the fear today? Oh, yeah, yeah. And last Friday, I just went live on Facebook and I was like, hey, let's talk about it. And I was amazed. At, I, I, I remember thinking to myself, maybe a, a handful of people will tune in. And, I'll, and I was amazed how many people sat and, and watched that. And then it started the conversation for people as well. So I think if you do something where your focus is on helping other people, you know, try to do, I heard this once too, try to do something good and get away with it. <laughs> 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 try to do something good for someone else and get away with it. Like that, again, changes your mindset to I'm not there to get do it for a reason other than right. I'm just, I'm putting it out there. So I'm going to steal that, what you, you were talking about, is like reaching out to people and just saying, hey, how you doing? Or like, I, I watched this movie, like giving people... You know, our our job as improvisers, too, is to give people hope Yeah, like and and bring comedy and laughter. We need it now more than ever. The world needs improvisers now more than ever, ever, whether it's your mindset or the focus on the group or to make each other look good or just to bring laughter or just hang out. You know, I have a class that I teach and I was like, oh, we're not we're going to go dark and not have classes. And they're like, well, can we just do a hangout? Where we do a Google online hangout, because for some people, that's the, inter- the only interaction they're going to have that day with another human being. Right. We yeah. have to remember that and check in on those people. Check in on the people who are more susceptible, the people that are in their you know, 65 and, old, and older, because they don't want to be inside. They don't want to do this. Yeah. So now it, is the time to check in. It is.
1: And it it's the time to check in, but not just by phone. Yes. But by FaceTime. By, exactly. By this, by, by hanging. But it's, it's having that face-to-face, seeing that other person goes a long way. Um, we're, our NSA Ohio chapter is doing a virtual town hall meeting tomorrow from 12 to 1 to our professional members and just asking them, how are you doing?
0: And, and that's Perfect.
1: Because we're isolated, I, I, those who are in a gig economy, those who are solopreneurs, you know, we're used to working alone, but also used to getting in a plane. we also used to getting out of the house, and but now that we're, we tend to get isolated. And we're realizing that it's like, how can we help our members? You know, how, so mm-hmm. we would start out to be, you know, through a conversation we had. We were going to do it once. We're doing it every week. That's great. Every week a virtual town hall meeting, let's get together if you show up. And then, you know, something might branch out. Maybe maybe I'll take a group and say, hey, I'm going to do an improv piece on this and help and whatever and, and, and have that yeah. other type of meeting. Just see what we can, see how we can serve.
0: Opportunity. 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 Uh, you know, not downplaying the fact that it's very serious and not downplaying the fact that people are are affected by this and people are dying. Like that is accepting that, like that is true. And there is sadness and anxiety around that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's also improvisers can bring empathy to the situation Mm -hmm. and look at it like an opportunity to share that empathy and to share that joy and that hope and that love. And, And, you know, me, for me, improv is about the love too. Yeah. It's like when people are like, "What do what What advice would you would you give to improvisers?" And I'm like, "More love, more scenes that involve love, more sharing of that." Like that's something I would tell people. It's like, we you can't get enough of it right now. Right,
1: you can't. You know, we we, you know? we, we just need to keep doing that. I, I I need to respect your time because we're getting up to about one o'clock, and I think you had something going on. Respect my
0: time. <laughs> What? What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, you did, you did, you did, tell me you had something going on at one, and I, I we're butting up against that. I don't want to, you know, mess up, mess up your day. Uh,
0: you tell me what you
1: need. Uh, I, I need more of your time. Uh, not doing a podcast, but you know, I, I love having these conversations because yeah. you give me a lot of ideas, and, and I'm serious. Let me help you. However, I can help you, just ask. It's there.
0: No, that's great. Thank you. And I think I think one thing is like as we're continuing is there are going to be a ton of these online improv shows popping up. And so I think what would help is if people tune in and watch those. And if you just, you know, I'm sure if you go on social media, you'll see it. But I think that's one way is like, you know, support support people and local um, artists support like there are people that that are having a hard time paying rent so they're offering some services either discounted or or maybe a barter or something like that so if you see an opportunity to do that or throw a kickstarter you know i i for my birthday i did a fundraiser facebook's like do you want to do a fundraiser i'm like sure why not and i did it for room to improv which you know i mean eileen kahana and you're wearing a a room to improv shirt right now which i love and i'm like hey if you got a couple bucks throw it up there and I think we raised twelve hundred dollars, which I was blown away by. I was like, and it was people that also I knew there were people that didn't have the money to sh- to share yeah. that did it. And I knew that and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe people. That's why I go. We have to keep that that thought that humanity overall is good. They are looking to help other people. So if there's a way that you can help, you know, reach out to your local um, restaurant or bar mm-hmm. and say hey, you're hurting right now. Is there a way I can help out? And even sometimes it's just, they might say, share this post or something. But I think to be of service and to look to help other people, I think that's the, the, the best you can do. And a lot of my, because I'm in a circle of a lot of artists, I know a lot of my artist friends are really hurting right now. and very scared. So if you wanted to take a voice lesson or learn how to sing, now is a great time to reach out to a to a local, um, you know, a local singer or voice teacher and say, hey, uh, I want to do a, a couple one-on-one sessions. So there's always opportunity to help.
1: Absolutely great advice. And, and it, because of everything that's been going on, completely slipped my mind, but you just reminded me of something. Was it March 15th was your birthday?
0: March 14th, Fort- the I- same birthday as Albert Einstein.
1: Oh, uh, that's that's what it is. That's yes, so, right. And you you were going to have this big party in L. A. for 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 you were turning what forty or something like that. Oh, oh you're remember? so kind. I'm I not going to
0: say I was turning fifty, but I'll take yes. that was my big five o, buddy. The welcome big five o. <laughs>
1: welcome to the club. <laughs> well, you know, a big old happy birthday to you, Jay, and and. Uh, i'll have i'll have a little bit bourbon in your uh, honor tonight and wish you happy birthday because uh-huh. you know with everything went on just slipped my mind but you know I-, I i did jar my memory and happy birthday everybody and uh oh
0: thank you man my friend that means a lot
1: cool and uh, do me a favor at least for initially when you know that these improv shows are coming online uh-huh. s- send me a note D- just send me a quick great. note and say, look for this. And then once I get that into my routine, then I'll be able to do it and I'll share that out as well.
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'll, when I've got it, I'll, I'll uh, drop you a line. For sure. Perfect.
1: I, I appreciate everything that you've done, everything you continue to do. Uh, I, and I look forward <clears throat> to the next time we have time to spend together again.
0: I appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for having me on. This is great.
1: I'm going to end this podcast in a different way. I want to sign off by saying, Please, everyone, be safe. Try to stay healthy and just implement one or two tips from this episode today. And I hope it helps all of you in dealing with the current situation related to the coronavirus pandemic that each and every one of us are dealing with. Be safe.
0: Like what you just heard, visit c sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c Sweetradio.com.